0: Welcome to Dune in 10, our look into the books of Dune in roughly 10 minutes. In this installment, we'll be covering House Atreides, the first installment in the Prelude to Dune series. Taking place more than 10,000 years after the Battle of Corinne, our story focuses back in on the Atreides family. Holding the rank of Duke in the Galactic Empire, Paulus Atreides rules over the sea planet Caldon, along with his wife Helena and son Leto. It should be noted that Paulus and Helena were married for political reasons, and Helena comes from the Ricci's family, who lost their fortunes in a business war with House Vernius. House Ricci's also holds latent ties to House Harkonnen. Paulus strives to be a leader of the people and works hard to instill this notion into Leto. In an effort to teach Leto about the broader scope of galactic life, Paulus sends him to the tech industry planet of Ix, which is run by the House Vernius. House Vernius is, is run by the heads of the family Dominic and Shando, who have two children, Romber and Kailea. While in Ix, Leto is to study alongside Romber, and the two become fast friends, while underlining romance buds between Leto and Kylia. The Ixians are the leaders in technological advances, but are under constant scrutiny for supposedly violating the laws from the butlerian jihad and creating thinking machines. They stand strongly behind the stance that they have not crossed this line. On top of this, Shanda was a concubine for the Padishah Emperor Elrud before marrying Dominic. Although Shanda left the Emperor's service with permission— Upon hearing that she married a nobleman, Elrude began to feel she was stolen from him, causing a deep rift between him and Dominic. Wanting to strike back at Dominic for his past transgressions, Elrude takes part in a plan put to him by his son Shadam to use Ix as a place for the Beni Tlaxu to secretly work on a way to create artificial spice, the substance that prolongs life, gives good health, and allows increased mental abilities. And the Emperor secretly backs the Tlaxu as they take over Ix, most of Ix is devastated as they are quickly taken over by the Telexu. Leto, Romber, and Kylea escape to Caladan via a rescue mission sent by Paulus. Dominic and Shando, however, choose to take the house renegade and go into hiding, splitting up and biding their time until they can make a move to take back what is theirs. Shando is hunted down and killed, but Dominic remains hidden on Arrakis. Romber and Kailia are granted asylum by the Emperor as long as they stay on Caladan. We must now take a break to talk about the other Houses of Note before continuing our main plotline. The Carinos continue to rule the empires they have since the Battle of Corin. However, the capital is no longer on Seleucus Secundus, but has moved to Kayaten after an unknown catastrophe. Emperor Elrude has ruled for nearly 150 years, with no sign of his rule ending, thanks to the life-lengthening spice he consumes. His son Shadam grows tired of waiting for the throne, having already assassinated his older brother with the help of his childhood friend Hazmir Fenring many years ago. He is eager to take the throne. With some convincing from Hazmir, Shaddam agrees that a slow poison should be given to the Emperor. They use the poison Chermerky, which is activated only when spice is consumed and causes rapid aging and insanity, but takes several years to build up in the body before taking effect. While waiting for Elrude to succumb to the poison, the duo convinced the Emperor to embark on a secret task of trying to create artificial spice for House Carino to control, thus removing their dependence on the only spice-producing planet, Arrakis. Once Elrude finally passes away, Shaddam works quickly to cement his place as the new Emperor. He marries a Bene Gesserit, Anuril, and appoints Fenrir, a countship, and sets him to oversee the Harkonnen production of spice on Arrakis, as well as their secret project with the Tulaksu to create artificial spice. Speaking of the Harkonnens, let's check in with their story. The Harkonnens hold a stronger grudge than ever against the Atreides, but they have not acted on it in quite some time. At the beginning of our story, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen has taken back control over Arrakis from his brother, whom he deemed unsatisfactory for the job. In doing so, he creates an even harsher environment on the desert planet through his harsh governing. The Baron is quite fond of his cruel nephew Glossu Raban and is grooming him for succession of his title since he has no children nor any ambition to have any. Along with cheating the Emperor out of spice by stockpiling large secret stashes for House Harkonnen, the Baron and his twisted Mentat advisor Pytor plan a way to assassinate Duke Paulus Atreides. At the same time, the Harkonnens are working with the Ricci's inventor to create a no ship a ship that can't be detected in any way, not even through prescience. This is where our three main houses' stories start to collide. The Baron acts on his plan to assassinate Paulus Atreides, and is successful due to an ally within the Atreides' house. In the aftermath of Paulus' death, Leto becomes Duke and realizes that his mother was a connection between the Harkonnens and the murderer, hailing back to the old Harkonnens and Ricci's alliance. Still, being his mother, Leto chooses to exile her forever, rather than make the information public or execute her. Shortly thereafter, Leto is headed to Kayatan for Shadam's coronation as Emperor, and to ask for a pardon for Romber and Kaila so that they can leave Kaladan if they'd like to. On the way to Kayatan in a loaded guild highliner, Raban flies the invisible No ship next to the Atreides ship, and fires the Talaxu ship effectively making it look like Leto fight on the and In a desperate effort to prove his innocence, Leto activates his shields on the Highliner, which causes chaos and a standstill in what the Harkonnens had hoped would lead to an all-out war. Leto offers himself up to authorities under a trial by forfeiture to prove his innocence if everyone agrees to halt the hostilities. If Leto loses the trial by forfeiture, he will lose his royal placehold as well as all his wealth and possessions. It is at this time that the Bene Gesserit, needing Leto for their plans, which we'll discuss in a moment, do not wish for his family to fall into ruin, and send him a secret anonymous message that the Emperor may have had something to do with the Tulaksu workings on X. Without any real details, Leto makes a gamble and sends a bluff message to Shadam that if he doesn't help him, he will release information on the dealings on X. Just when things look gravest for Leto, Shadam shows up at his trial and gives such a show of support that Leto is cleared of charges. War is averted, but Shadam worries that Leiton will now carry too much favor in the Lancerad, and could someday be a contender for the throne. After Shadam's coronation and wedding, he grants the Vernais children amnesty for their parents' renegade status, but no royal appointment. This is the conclusion to the plot, mainly revolving around the houses. There are, however, three subplots of note. The Bene Gesserit have been leading humanity down a birthing plan in order to create their ultimate being, their Kwisak Heterek. They are only three generations from achieving this goal, and they must have a daughter from the Baron Harkonnen, and then that daughter must have a daughter with Duke Leto Atreides. After a failed attempt at producing a healthy child from the Baron, they must again seek out his assistance in making a daughter. The Baron takes no joy in being blackmailed into giving children, nor having sex with a female, so he concocts a plan to punish the Bene Gesserit by essentially raping the Reverend Mother who comes to perform the act. A Reverend Mother can control, cure, and store any disease she comes into contact with, and during the act of rape, she releases a neurological virus in the Baron that will over time make him weak and fat, a fitting crime for such a vain man. A daughter, Jessica, is successfully conceived. In an effort to discover why Arrakis is the only planet to produce spice, Emperor Elru dispatches planetologist Pardot Kynes to solve the mystery. Kynes is fascinated by Arrakis and theorizes that water used to be plentiful in the desert world and could be brought back. Through a series of events, Kynes saves some Fremen children. The Fremen are the people of the desert of Arrakis. The children bring him back to their siege to figure out what to do with him. Kynes sees a workforce in the Fremen that could work to bring water back to the planet. Initially, he's to be disposed of, but eventually the Fremen come to see him as a prophet, fully immersing themselves in the vision and accepting him into their culture. Kynes keeps up the facade of being the Imperial Planetologist, but devotes his life to the shared dream with the Fremen. And finally, we have the story of Duncan, Idaho. Duncan lives on the Harkonnen capital planet of Gidi Prime, and for reasons unknown to him, he and his parents have been taken prisoner and Duncan is forced to run as prey for Harkonnen soldiers to hunt. Duncan is so resourceful that he survives the hunt, which draws the attention of Raban. Raban wants to hunt Duncan himself and kills his parents to ensure Duncan has enough motivation to do as he wants. Duncan is then taken to a forest and given a head start from Raban's party. He succeeds in invading them and actually kills one of the hunters. While in the forest, he is rescued by a disgruntled Harkonnen worker, who sees freeing him as a slap in the Harkonnen's face. She takes Duncan to a spaceport and gets him transport to Caladan, instructing him to seek out an audience with the Duke once he arrives. When Duncan arrives in Caladan, he is on the other side of the planet to the capital and spends roughly a year traveling and working his way there. At only ten, Duncan demands an audience with Duke Paulus Atreides, explaining what he went through to get to this moment. Paulus sees a fire in the boy and appoints him a position in the stables. After Paulus' death, Duncan expresses to Leto his interest in becoming a warrior for House Atreides. Leto recognizes the ability of the boy and agrees to start his training. And that brings us to the end of Dune, House Atreides. Make sure to check out our main episode for House Atreides, where we discuss our many thoughts on the book, as well as our listener feedback show, where we discuss your comments on the book. Remember, you can send your comments to us via email at dunesagapodcast at gmail dot com, Leave them on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, or call them into our voicemail at one 508 4343 So once again, for the DuneSaga Podcast, I'm David Moulton, and may Shai Halud clear the path before you.